Fallen! You gotta stop looking back. When you get looking back, it's a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. All right. Welcome to the Final 360 Podcast, everybody. Third episode. Um, can't believe we made it this far. I can't believe you're still moping. It's two weeks in yeah, a row. What, man, what's going just, on there, killer? Leave me alone, man. We talked about this last week. Toys R Us closing down all their stores. Are you stores. still crying about well, your goddamn no, toy things store? things got worse. How could... Okay, your owner happened? died... Passed away. Do you even know the owner's week. name? No, no, no. But it's sad because Toys R Us was a. Uh, well, we talked about it. I don't want to get into it, man. You know what? Well, I'll get into it for you then. Oh, of course. So, as Mario alluded to, the country lost a great man over this week. Here we go. Gentleman by the name of Charles Chucky Lazarus. Chucky, as his friends call him. He founded Toys R Us 70 years ago in 1948. He was at the young age of 25 years. Matter of fact, it originally started out as a baby furniture store called Children's Bargain Town. Children's Bargain Town, Children's CBT. Bargain. And you know what his original mascot was? Let me guess. Yes. A baby. No. Oh. No. It was Jeffrey the Giraffe. So not only... Good old Jeffrey. ...did Charles Lazarus found this Toys R Us 70 years ago, he also founded Jeffrey the Giraffe. So Jeffrey the Giraffe is... 70 years old. Not too Currently savvy. unemployed, as we hear. I was going to say, probably looking for a job. Rumor has it he's uh, being a greeter over there at the Walmart right now, making minimum wage and hating life. As a lot of 70-year-olds are. <laughs> kind of ironic, too, because Walmart's one of the main reasons why Toys R Us went out of business, them yeah, and Amazon. Well. But hey, you know what? Enough about that. You know? Walmart yeah, you know what? And... I'm actually excited. You I should be excited. excited. We had a great weekend. We, we had our first... Our first outing to the Iron Boy MMA matches. That was amazing. Great fights. Um, let me tell you why else before we get into that. Why I'm so excited? These brand new headphones. Oh God! Aren't here they amazing? Go. I know you don't want to talk about this because well, you're not you know into what? tech I'll, shit. I'll talk about it. But these microphones, these these headphones, this mixing board, all this stuff is amazing. And you, you know, know who we have to thank for this? Hopefully you on the other end will agree with Mario's assessment that we sound much better. Well, I hope so because but I'm talking it But more importantly, tell us who we have to thank for this, Mario. Our great sponsors. That's right. We have a new one this week, as a matter of fact. You want oh, to tell us about that one? I want to save that one to the end. Okay. Well, I kind of do. As always, Mechanical LLC is here helping us figure out the right business path to take as we launch this and get into some of our other philanthropical endeavors. And if you need any type of advisement or advice, consultation on things like aviation, security, IT, legal, or just business development, feel free to hit us up. Like we say, from hero to zero, we got you covered. No job too small, no job too big. And of course, we can't forget year-round Patriot. Do you want to decorate your man cave with some of the manliest, coolest wooden plaques and other types of uh, Americana type style decorations? Hit up Year Round Patriot. We're on Facebook, like I always say. I don't have a website yet because I don't want to work that hard. So Year Round Patriot. And we do have, uh, I guess, a, a special shout out to uh, Vets for Biz. Uh, we talked to their uh, owner and president, Chris Flowers earlier today so we'll be sharing that uh that uh, interview later on um but now why don't you tell us about our new uh this sponsor. is my this is what i've been waiting for i woke up this morning <laughs> so not only I love it. is this my new favorite sponsor but these guys are revolutionary they revolutionize the game i'm talking about our sponsors none other than sushi sonora <laughs> yes you heard me sushi sonora what do they do? They do spicy egg rolls or Philly rolls. <laughs> they do lobster rolls. They do sushi. They do all that. So, I you ever run into that situation, Mario, where you're out with a with a lady? Take your lady out. <laughs> sure. And it's uh, I've been there. You before. know, you've already been to the club. You want that late night snack? You know, <laughs> you really want to get up on a chili rain or burrito. But, but 
She's a lady. Yeah, you know, of she course. wants to get some California rolls and some sake. Well, At guess three, what? Three a.m. in the no morning. No need to compromise anymore. Sushi Sonora has got you. Awesome. They got well, three uh, locations here in the Phoenix area. If you're ever out this way, try their uh, location. They got just off of McDowell Road on the east side there by the airport. It, uh, it's awesome. I'm super excited. I can't wait where this goes. And you know what? <laughs> the thing is, a lot of people don't realize we do have sushi here in the desert. We were only three and a half hours away from Rocky Point. They pulled that right out of the Gulf, throw it in Paco's flatbed, and they got it here by 5 p.m. And we got Tempe Town Lake not too far. Well, no, they're not getting the sushi out of Tempe Town Lake. <laughs> Maybe they're catfish, but nah. This is this is primo sushi in Mex. It's well, I'm excited about this sponsor. I don't know if I'm as excited as you are, though. But No, I'll tell you what. You get some spicy ahi tuna rolls with some chiltepina on top. Man, that's good living. I'll tell you what. Me and you are out of town this week, but next week when we're back... Uh, let's hit up that place for lunch, man. Yeah, I'm going to treat you to a special drink. They have a horchata sake. <laughs> horchata. <laughs> no, man, I can't make this up. This is oh, legit. Okay. This is legit. I can't wait. But you know what? The great thing about it is, you know how we found these? We found these at the fights. We found Sushi Sonora at the fights this week. And we had our first, uh, yes, let's I guess our that. first company party. Is that what you want to call it? Yeah, company outing. So. You and I. We, the got, boy. we had a, we had our kids there. Uh, we had a couple of followers from the podcast. They claimed those free tickets. We will be uh, handing out some more for next month's fights as well. Yeah, we, man. What do we got? Uh, we got some boxing coming up. Yeah, we have Iron Boy Boxing on uh, April twenty eighth coming up. If you guys like boxing, hit us up in the show. The uh, fights are here local at the Celebrity Theater. There's not a bad seat in the house. No, it was nice, man. The the seats we got right there up close. You could you could. Uh, smell the bad breath coming off the freaking referees and shit but um you could see uh it was hd man it was right up there you could you could feel the sweat hitting your face when they got people got knocked the fuck out there was a lot of knockouts there were too. a lot of knockouts let me tell you what though my favorite fight the two females they were that was ruthless that was ruthless man that little girl don't call um, her a little girl. You heard what she said I, I to the know, announcer I when know. he called her a little she girl. She innocent. corrected his ass quick. I've been doing this for 20 years since I was <laughs> She's five. I fought in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> you think she fought a bear? Maybe. Maybe. All, <laughs> I, know is is, all I know is, is if, if, if I've met her in a dark alley, I'm just shooting her. Yeah, and I feel bad because I, I honestly forget the name. But um, It was Mickey. You know. Michaela. Was it? She fights out of Gilbert, Arizona. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, she was like a national championship jiu-jitsu person and she won the belt the other yeah, night man, man she was um she was rocking it man she was ruthless anyways but they were great there were uh, many other great fights as well just a fun time uh out and, and honestly you know uh it's a it's a nice family environment you know it's not it's not uh, a bad place to go i think fights get a lot of uh, bad reps um it's not like back in the day when my dad used to take me to my uh boxing matches when I was a little Look, kid. Boxing and, matches in Juarez are not the well, same as they are in America. It, it okay? was a very different time in a very different place. Uh, yeah, Mexico was not uh, the most kind place to its uh, to its uh, boxers if they lost or the local heroes if they lost and things like that. So yeah, you'd get a lynching, man. Yeah, there was a good fight, though. There was a lot of local fighters, um, a lot of local sponsors. Great, great fights. We got to see three title fights. There was a just a ton of knockouts. One fight went three rounds. Very technical. Very exciting. But like Mario says, it was a pretty good atmosphere. If you're in the area and you want to check out some good fights, hit us up. So I know there was a guy I want to talk about. Well, I, what are we talk about? We talk about my this boy. One specific. Dude We're going to talk about Dwayne Cito, the Little Rock. Dwayne Cito. He had a he had that like tribal tattoo, just like the Rock too, right? In the he same did. Spot and like right shoulder, whatever. Um, at least this guy did. I don't know. He was Rock's like his the Rock, but sixty pounds lighter, two inches shorter. But you he know? hit like a like, like a, brick a mule. House. He kicked like yep. a mule. Um, so, what was your favorite part about this fight? So he was fighting this cocky cowboy guy, and um, they were throwing some haymakers, and it was they're exchanging pretty well. But being so close to the ring like that, when when the Rock landed that <laughs> overhand right. You could see Homeboy's eyes spin in the back of his head, and you could hear the thud. And he was out before he hit the ground. But I'm telling you, this dude was just angry. I was going to say my favorite part was the fucking knockout. You know, that thing was vicious. I think the Little Rock was angry. You know, just maybe he had older brothers that beat him his whole life. You know, maybe that's it. You know, impoverished hardships, the whole nine. Or, my I think, theory... I think he was imagining his dad, his old man in front of him. That's what he was fighting. He was fighting his father. 
You know, I think it's deeper than that, Mario. I it think that his his unrest and his anger and his heart stems from a more recent turn oh, of events. Oh, yeah? What's that? He saw The Rock's trailer for this new movie, oh, Skyscraper. Oh, you've been telling me about this, and I'm, I have yet to see this trailer. So, first of all, I saw the trailer, and I thought to myself, I remember when this movie came out, and Bruce Willis was in it, and it was called Die Hard. Instantly pissed me off. You know? So, wait. Let me make this clear. Is this a movie... A remake of Die Hard, or is this a They're new movie? They're not calling it a remake, but I, the the similarities are pissing me off. Because first of all, this The Rock, we're not going to get into. We'll get into the other part of a second. But the the initial premise of the show, the movie, he goes to a skyscraper in Asia, and he's a security guy or whatever. He's the head of security for this new building, right? Okay, that's and then guess what? Terrorist already. attacks, right? Oh, so no. Nakatomi Plaza on steroids, only not in L.A. <laughs> we're actually putting it in Asia. And then ex-law enforcement shows up to okay. do security. That's you know, The Rock. I the Rock. He's got, a, you know, he's got a cleaner image so than what's Bruce his, Willis. What's so, his background? So Bruce Willis could be the alcoholic policeman that got divorced and his wife got tired of his bullshit and left. But The Rock can't do it. He's a pretty boy, right? Yeah. He can't have any type of bet. So what do they come up with to show you what a, a hero The Rock is? Can I guess? You know what? Go ahead. What are your, what are your thoughts? Is he a veteran? No, close. Oh, close. Okay, but he has some veteran like like <laughs> things happen to him. Like he gets his leg blown off. Oh, yeah. He's he's working for the FBI and he oh. they're taking down some bad dudes and the On Rock loses a leg. Special right? assignment. Oh, and believe me, you watch Wait, this. So let me get this clear. You're saying in in this trailer, you know, it's evident he worked for the FBI. He loses yeah. a leg somehow. Blowed up. In some type of combat that the FBI some was type involved of in? IED like explosion. Okay, probably some special unit or team that he was on. Probably. I'm guessing. Okay. Probably. Now, why is he now working for this company or the security company? Um, they don't really tell you in the trailer, but apparently you can't have a one-legged man in the FBI. So we're assuming the FBI lets him go, and now he can only do security. Yeah. So you're telling me. Yeah. So he okay. he gets this job somewhere in Asia. At the new Nakatomi Plaza, that's not the real name, but that's what that should be called, Nakatomi do you, 2. Do you think they're paying him good money? Oh, they're paying him great money. It's a private gig. Okay. So Maybe that's why he did it. He has some concerns. In the trailer, he has some concerns. But they're okay with him missing but, a leg, apparently. Yeah, they don't care. Okay. You know? Um, some great, you know, serious, intense scenes of him going, if you want me to help you, you have to tell me the truth. <laughs> All right, listen. But the I... most... Hey, no, I'm getting, I'm getting better. It's getting better. The most intense scene of the trailer... Okay, it's not the super up close and personal where he's got a Brooks Brothers five thousand dollars suit on and he's got his pant leg up and he's you can hear the click of the prosthetic, and then he's like, "I'm ready for my interview." Nope, nope, nope. This man, this one-legged man, okay, scales a two thousand foot tall crane, okay, and then runs along the scaffolding under gunfire, you know, off the edge of the train, and then jumps off the train into the building. Off of one leg. One leg. Several hundred foot jump. Boom. Crash through the window because that's what The Rock does, right? I'm just calling... I'm BS. The BS flag is just all over this. And what pisses me off, Bruce Willis blew up the building, his own building. Then he jumped off the top with a fire hose and swung through. And then he had to shoot the window. And all of a sudden, The Rock's like, oh, I'll just jump off of this with one leg. It's just horrible. And it's... You well, know I can't wait to see this trailer. Uh, you guys haven't seen I'm it. It's called joking. Skyscraper. I'm joking. I don't really care. This sounds horrible. It, it is. I mean... The, I love The Rock, by the way. I love a lot of his movies. Uh, but he really does one good movie, and then he'll do two shitty movies in a row. Well, I haven't seen a good one. one in a while. Yeah, I honestly, you're right. I can't remember the last one. But anyways, that's enough of this shit, man. Seriously, that was fun. But let's get down to business. Are you saying we got to move on? Let's get it's down to, to business, on. man. And what business do we have today? You talk about talk business, about veterans business. So How's when you that? were a kid, did you want to have your own business, Mario? Entrepreneurship. You know, when I was a kid, I did not even fathom having my own business. I dreamt of doing. Uh, actually, you wanted to point, be a bullfighter, right? Like growing up point, in Juarez, I, you want to be a matador. Right there in Juarez, yeah, I wanted to fight the, the bulls. No, no, no. I wanted to uh, actually. I wanted to work for Disney. I did. I wanted to be a, a graphic designer or an artist or whatever. Um, I had that dream, man. I had that dream of drawing dicks in the clouds at some day and, and <laughs> creating Aladdin and 
Well, it's only art if you do it with an art, with a with an F eighteen or Hornet or no, whatever. No, actually, at one point, I wanted to be when I was a little kid. I wanted to be a uh, fire truck. Like and you wanted to be the truck. Like I actually wanted to be the you, truck. Well, you big as the truck, but then I wanted to uh, be a firefighter. When okay. I, as I grew up, you know, older, and then eventually I just found out I just like playing with fire and I just like burning shit. So that's where I'm at now. How um, much therapy did that take? Was there a lot of lot of therapy bills, a lot of counseling? Still, still going through it. So is that covered by the VA or no? It's not. That's a whole separate thing, man. They won't so. cover that pre-existing condition like no, that. No, no, no. Yeah. So I gotta mm-hmm. take care of that shit out of pocket. But I I'm still on the doing other it. Hand. I haven't started any fires in a couple of weeks. So well, we appreciate that. It's what dry, did you want to do? It's a dry season here in the desert. I, on the other hand, wanted to be an entrepreneur from day one. I had a plan. Well, look at you. I had everything worked out. Um, Little Donald Trump there. Yeah. You know what? I was going to be an ice cream kingpin. Oh. I uh, grew up in a neighborhood where the old man next door had an ice cream truck. So as a young boy, I used to wait for him to come home from his route, and then I, he'd pay me a couple bucks, and uh, I'd help him restock the freezers and clean out the truck. And Oh, yeah? And so I figured that I would get an ice cream truck and I just cruise South Phoenix. Would he make you clean the freezer like like get in there and No, no, really there, he was he was a good dude, Mario. This, he wasn't Buffalo Bill. No, there was no nice Buffalo Bill. Get in there, clean you know, my freezer. I didn't, I didn't have to show anybody on the on the bomb pop where he touched <laughs> me, so just calm down. No, but I was going to be an ice cream man and I was going to drive that truck up and down South Phoenix and I was going to find me a wife like that's it's never how, too late. No, it's too late. I okay. found my wife. And well, I meant for the ice cream truck. Well, my ice cream truck, uh, the, the dream the of the ice cream truck took a, a tragic turn, I will say. What happened? So the old man retired, and then we had these, these ice cream trucks show up. And these ice cream trucks were the size of a city bus. Matter of fact, the guy who owned them bought old city buses and turned them into uh, ice cream trucks called Frankie's. If you're from Phoenix and you're about 40 years old, then you probably remember Frankie's. I was not here in that time, so, so I don't remember So Frankie's that. was... Like a mobile Circle K or a mobile convenience store, right? And this guy was so cool. If you showed him your report card for every A you got, he'd give you free ice cream. And if you was your birthday, you know, he gave you free ice cream. He sponsored little league teams, like all this stuff. And I mean, the guy was just the nicest dude. I would go to the to the the ice cream truck when he'd pull in the neighborhood, and there were people out there that needed milk and other groceries, and he just give them to them. You know, if they didn't have cool. the money. You could, you could, at an, as a ten-year-old boy, I could run a tab with Frankie, if I needed to run a tab. Like good old Frankie, he'd run a tab, right? Every neighborhood has a Frankie. I, I feel like. Yeah. Well, you know what? So what happened to your Frankie? My, well, actually, Frankie actually worked for the cartel, apparently. <laughs> and one day, <laughs> the DEA seized you, all of Frankie's did you, trucks. Did you know this at the time? No, I was just this a kid, man. Later. But apparently, he was selling ice cream and cocaine and like everything. And, yeah. Out of buses. Out of this bus. And, uh, yeah, Frankie was laundering money for the cartels. And, oh, and it? it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy. People in, were in the streets saying, uh, oh, he's a good guy. You know, he was going a modern-day Robin Hood. He was. He was. But <laughs> apparently there was a little bit more than ice cream and then bomb pops. The cartel. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so that kind of crushed my dream. Okay. So you know, no it, more it ice was cream like, truck for you. You know what? It, it was like finding out like Santa Claus wasn't real or... Like finding out your your whoa, watch, whoa, 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 whoa. or like finding out like your dad you know Be careful when you say that like the first time you ever see your dad get his ass kicked as a boy like that just breaks your heart right never seen that yeah well unfortunately <laughs> I saw it only once <laughs> only once <laughs> only once but only once <laughs> yeah no, so it was just it just destroyed me inside I had okay. nothing so I, I got it I've been lost ever since trying to find that niche you know so now what well you know me like many veterans. Um, we don't want to go to school. We don't want to work for other people. I mean, you get out of the military and you're so used to have someone telling you what to do all the time. It's a natural reaction to go, you know, I'm working for myself. Yeah. I, got, I got skills. I know what I'm doing. Many of us. Uh, and we do. We make, you know, we fall into those traps. Like we start a t-shirt company or we I've, just. Uh, I've heard about that a little bit. Yeah, there's a there's couple. There's people. a few of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, some so, successful, some yeah, not. and we're not knocking anybody who's made it work. But you know, a lot of guys, they 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 forget key lessons. They yeah. think I'm just gonna go get some tools, maybe be a landscaper, or I'm gonna work for myself, whatever the things. But they don't realize the amount of work that goes into working for yourself. You or know, um, everything it entails. Now, here's what I'll say: I do agree that starting your own business or veterans being entrepreneurs. 
is a great thing. Not everyone is meant to go to school. Not everybody wants to go to school. Um, I think veterans do make great entrepreneurs, but there are some things um, that uh, we are missing or lacking in. Everyone's different, you know, but um, overall, I think that the military does train us and get us ready, prepare us for some of those hardships. And I think yeah. that's something that you can't learn anywhere else or pay for anywhere else. I think that's why veterans make great entrepreneurs. And we, we touched on stuff. some of those in our last episode, you know, right. work ethic, leadership, organization. There, there's certain things that you don't even know you're learning in the military that would make you a great entrepreneur. You know, the, the, the fact that the military lifestyle is so hectic and that while you're deployed, you just work mass amount of hours. I've heard some entrepreneurs discuss being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and saying that it's like being on deployment. You work 16, 18 hours a day. You're never done. Every day there's a new challenge. You got to just go, 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 go. And some people just aren't ready for that. But you know what? And then uh, some people end up doing that for someone else anyways. Mm -hmm. Right. They want to be successful. They want to work hard. They want to put in extra hours. And so you're doing that anyways. You're doing 50, 60 hours, 70 hours a week sometimes. Sometimes you're doing two or three jobs. And um, the whole point is that you could be doing that for yourself, right? If you just get the right tools and you surround yourself with the right people and you stay focused too. A lot of times people get into this for the wrong reasons, right? Money, of course, is necessary, but you have to realize that you might have to spend money and you might have to actually uh, give up a lot of uh, 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 nice things, right? Going out, uh, you know, eating out all the time and things like that and save, right? You have to sacrifice uh, if you really want to make it work. And I don't know if everybody's ready for that. So No, and you know, you, you touched on a good thing there. Veterans definitely know about being disciplined. Maybe not with money, you know, some of us. Better, they we really know a lot about making sacrifices and and putting in your work for the greater good. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, then everything you do is going to be for your business, right? For the greater good, whatever your goals are, whether you're trying to provide for your family or just be wealthy or you know, just create something that you can be proud of. And um, we're lucky today because we actually have Chris on our episode today that we got to interview and we do he's going to be able to talk to us about a lot of resources right yeah as a matter of fact um why don't I uh play his interview I, I interviewed him uh, a little bit earlier today uh just want to give you all a warning it's a little scratchy we're playing around with a new site on, on our phones and stuff like that but I think you guys will get it um he has a lot of great um resources and he makes a lot of great points um his uh, organization is vets for biz and uh, you're going to get all his contact information on this interview. So why don't we just play that now, and then we'll talk a little bit more. Yeah, about why don't you get that rolling, and then uh, I'll go prep some sergeant's time. All right. Hey, what's up, Chris? How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, we're doing great. Um, you know what? I just want to start off by saying thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I know you got a lot of great stuff to share with us and our uh, audience. So uh, why don't we just get started, man? Okay, yeah, that sounds good, man. No, I said I appreciate the opportunity and you know what you guys are doing for veterans and giving us a voice and you know uh, giving us a place where we can you know still be veterans. I I gotta tell you, like I said that when you guys did the you know that effing guy episode the other day, I literally had a white tear <laughs> out of my eyes. I was dying, man. It was hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that uh, you know humor is one of uh, our our greatest gifts for veterans, so you know we try to to keep it light and still informative. So. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed, enjoyed it. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your, your company and organization that you got going on? Yeah. You know, I'm Chris Flowers. I originally grew up in, you know, Danbury, Connecticut, but I've been living in Arizona for about 22, 23 years now. Got a pretty diverse background, but I've been in the financial industry, you know, business finance for about 20 years. The one thing I noticed, you know, like I said, I know, A, I know from, you know, my time living in Connecticut is that. I was networking before networking was cool. Everybody's like, hey, you got a guy, you got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. So I, I, you know, I had that out here as well. And then, like I said, you know, like I said, you know, God actually you know, kind of you know, gave me this gift of like, hey, you know, put, you know, and he gave me the logo and everything, you know, you know, doing this for veterans because, you know, veterans are very loud and proud about who they are and what they do. But the one thing yeah. I noticed in all my years, and uh, I'm a, you know, a business development officer, mostly by trade, is that these guys are doing fantastic work, but nobody knows that they're there. Nobody knows what's going on. So Vets for Biz was 
you know, really formulated to help veteran-owned businesses, spouses of veteran-owned businesses, help them generate revenue, help people know, hey, here we are. Here's our brand. Here's our logo. Here's what we're doing. We're loud and proud about it. So I really want to help business owners generate revenue. That's the bottom line. What that's for business does. We help you generate revenue. That's perfect, man. And so with that being said, um, obviously you specialize, you help out um, veterans and their families, correct? Uh, and spouses yes, too, you said, right? So yep. then spouses. a lot of veterans get out of the military um, and not all of them want to go to school. And, you know, obviously just being honest here, not all of them should go to school. Right. right. But a lot of them, you know, come equipped with that kind of uh, mentality um, and uh, preparedness to be business owners. Uh, so what do you have to say about that as far as veterans being business owners? And how do you feel about the idea of doing that instead of doing other stuff? Well, the idea is absolutely fantastic. I mean, if you think about it, look at all the money the military spent to train you to do a certain job. Okay, there are guys that are coming back there, aircraft mechanics. There are guys that are coming back that have been working on, you know, so many different systems, information systems, things like that. They already have all the tools. They have the credentials. They have things that college isn't going to teach them. They've been working with their hands. They've been in, you know, a lot of these guys, especially guys coming back nowadays, they're all combat veterans. So they've been in situations most yep. civilians yeah. will never see in a million years. Okay, they've handled stress and pressure like these snowflakes have never seen. So, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing you're going to do to us that we haven't already done 10 times over. Like I said, as long as nobody's shooting at us, we're fine. You know what I'm saying? Plus, we shoot straight. Right, away. right. So, you know, I think, I think we are bred to be entrepreneurs. Like I said, we, we have the drive, we have the motivation, we have the discipline, and we have the, you know, it, it, you know we don't stop under any circumstances. So, and that's what it really takes to be a business owner nowadays. And why shouldn't a guy who absolutely – loves what he does, working with his hands. He's been doing it for, you know, X amount of years in the military. He's got all this training. Why shouldn't he turn around and monetize that? You know, I mean, he's already got all the skills. He's got skills. Like I said, a lot of these kids that are in, in colleges will ne- are, you know, they couldn't, they wouldn't know a crested wrench from a, you know, <laughs> from a, you know, from a screwdriver. You know what I mean? So why shouldn't they put these, you know, skills to work for them and actually be able to monetize those skills and, and get paid a lot better for it than they did in the military? It's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's perfect man and that's that's very true um so with that being said too what can you do to help these uh guys and girls um with their business well there's that's for business a lot of different things that we do i mean first and foremost we're a marketing and promotion company so okay well i said the one thing i've noticed when business owners like let's say for instance say you know you got uh soldier over here you know he's a mechanic by trade the guy can you know tear apart a chevy 350 motor with one arm behind his back you know with his eyes closed okay but the one thing he doesn't know how to do he's not a when he's underneath the hood he's not out letting people know what he's doing okay he's not out there everybody know you know hey i'm here you know you know his his brand's not being shown and no you know he's doing fantastic work but well so we got to be able to drive business into him and the one thing I also, again, 20 years in the business industry, the one thing I know is obviously a lot of people don't have the networking skills. They're not great public speakers. But like I said, you put them, you know, you put them in their skill set and they're, you know, they're a Mozart. You know what I mean? So that's, right, where, right, that, yeah. that's where we come in. Like I said, I've been called the business bullhorn. I'm just out here letting everybody know, hey, so-and-so does this job. So-and-so does this job. You know, the lady who makes my shirts, you know, Gina Flick of the Wrist, you know, I said, she, she just got awarded it got an army battalion is gonna you know mint a coin that she designed i'm letting everybody know about oh, that's that. cool i'm letting yeah, everybody yeah. know about that because that's amazing you know what i mean and you know, she's a spouse of a veteran you know she she's from tennessee you know what i mean her husband's stationed in tennessee and now also she's minting coins you know for an army battalion but you know we got to get we got to get that message out there man that is that's pretty cool so with that being said you're nationwide we are nationwide. That is correct. Every post I put out okay. is being seen. I always say yeah, all the SEO enhancements and hashtags and, right, right. you know, like we're blowing up on Instagram now and, you know, really utilizing Instagram and LinkedIn uh, a lot more effectively now. So, yeah, we're, I, got, I got companies in like Utah, Tennessee, working on a couple in Georgia, Connecticut. So, yeah, our motto here at Vets for Business is you produce, we promote, we got your six, okay? So 
Cool. You go out and you do what it is that you do every single day. Okay. You go and you go be the best at that. We're going to promote you. We're going to let everybody know, Hey, you're over here. You're producing this product. You're providing this service. We're going to put your brand out there. We're going to let everybody see it. We're going to be loud and proud about it. So you drive forward with your mission. We got your six. Okay. You don't got to look back. So if you know, like I said, if you're, you know, doing a building insertion, you're kicking in the door, you're expecting to get the flack in the front. I don't have to worry about my six. Okay. I don't have to look back. Neither do you if you hire vets for biz. Same thing like I said, you know, being an FO, you being 13 Bravo. Okay. When I call in an airstrike, when I call in a mission, I call in a fire mission. I'm expecting my Bravo gun bunnies to be sending that fire for affected. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right. If you guys don't go boom, boom, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, man. So, so that, that's a perfect way of putting it. So um, in order for them to do their job effectively and not have to worry about all that other BS that, uh, frankly, a lot of veterans don't really care about or enjoy, uh, which is, you know, still very important. Um, you guys kind of take care of that part, you know, the advertising, the, the social media, correct, the videos and, you know, all that, all that cool stuff that some of us enjoy, but others just don't, right, or don't have the time or capability. Exactly. Like I said, there are people out there, you know, like I said, they could tear apart a motor, you know, with their eyes closed, one arm behind their back. But like I said, but they don't, they don't enjoy social media. They're not fantastic at it. Or going out and you put somebody in front of a group, you know what I mean? They don't have the, you know. Uh, the, you know, the social skills or, you know, vernacular to go out and speak in front of a group or I'll speak in front of everybody. And I'm going to let everybody know what it right. is you're doing and how badass you are doing it. So, yeah, you know, so that's the one thing, I mean, and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to be as cutting edge. Like I said, a lot, you know, there's these directories out there. Okay. You got to, you got you got a link to a website, you got a phone number. Okay. That's great. We're trying to go live stream. We're trying to go video ads. I want you to take a lot of people, you know, have like a third, even if, even if you are out networking, Let's say you have a 30-second elevator speech. You could put that on a video. I'll put that right on the page. And then now, now you're not, you're not seeing, being seen in one group. You're being seen across the country in your 30-second right. elevator speech. Or like I said, or I can get you in there a video, video and you what you do, how badass you're doing it. Right. Quick, there's a lot of companies out there that kind of do the same thing. For veterans, what makes you different and how are you able to assist them uh, in other ways that other companies can't? Well, I said first and veteran as well. Okay. So that right there. So, so you speak the language. I absolutely speak the language. Like I said, I can, okay. I can share four letter word explorative with the best of them. So, <laughs> so that's, that's a good start, right? Yeah, that's a good start. absolutely. <laughs> so like I said, so, you know, that's the one thing, you know, like I said, we've, you know, we've chewed the same dirt. We've, you know, we've done the same job. We both, you know, put our hands up and, you know, swore to defend the constitution. Not everybody can say that, but we can't. Okay. So when right. I say that I'm going to do a job for you, you bet your ass I'm going to do it with the, at the very best of my ability. I'm going to let everybody know. I don't care if I got to send out Morse code, smoke signals, whatever I got to do to get you that one extra customer you didn't have before. That's what I'm going to do to get you that revenue that you deserve. Right. And uh, veteran culture is a very different culture, right? For those of you out there that don't know, but I'm sure most <laughs> of you understand what that is. And so having somebody um, that understands that uh, is very important uh, to me, at least. So if I were out there looking for someone like you to help my business out, that's one of the things I'd be looking for, someone who can actually understand my culture. Um, so, you know, that that makes perfect sense to me, man. Um, so I got one last question for you. Yes, sir. And then uh, I'll let you uh, kind of let loose and tell me a little bit more about you. But. Um, how can we get a hold of you? If someone wants to start a business, veteran, uh, spouse, whatever, uh, how can they reach you? Well, I'm not hard to find, man. I'm all over the place. So like I said, you can just you can give me a call personally. It's uh six two three three zero eight nine seven three two. That's my personal cell phone number. You can talk to me about anything. Uh like I said all over Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus, Google Business, uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's like yo, that, and that's that, vets for biz, that, correct? Yep, that's the number four. Yes, sir. Perfect. Uh, and then one last thing. Uh, I heard you were in the Air Force. Is that true? I was in the Air Force and the Army. So I was either at twice point? twice as crazy or twice as motivated. Depends on how you want to look at it. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different things we could say about that. Uh, I think me and Abe were both uh, Army. So uh, Air Force, I don't know if you get how Brother, I was an you know, F.O. Like... in the Army. <laughs> I, I was an F, I was an FO. I was a foreign reserve. I was thirteen foxtrot in the army, brother. And like, <laughs> oh no, I know, know, I know. <laughs> even when I was I'm a security specialist time. in the air, when I was a security specialist in the air force, I was always at Fort Dix doing training. I was always at you know all these different army schools. So when I joined the army, I didn't have to do anything else. They're all like, you, you looked at my two hundred one file. They're like, damn, you've been to schools I haven't been to. You damn right, I have. <laughs> you, you, you know what's funny about that is I have a lot of buddies um, that were security forces in the Air Force, things like that. And the training they went through, um, we always made fun of them because it's like you're supposed to join the Air Force to take it easy. But the things they were going through, we were like, why didn't you just join the Army? You're doing the same <laughs> shit the Army guys are doing. Exactly. Right? And, so, no shit. and so to me, it was kind of like, well, you know, you got, but, you know, you, you, uh, you did yourself right and you joined the Army. And you became a you know, part of the artillery club. So that's all good. It's all good in my book, man. And, and you know, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate, you know what that- appreciate your guys' service too. Even if, even if guys were in the Air Force, man, hey, man, it's all guys <laughs> in the Coast Guard, man. I say thank you for their service too, man. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we love them all. We love them all. And yes, thank you for your service, my friend. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, I know we had some uh, minor issues here, but we got through it just yeah, like anybody man. would in the military. Drive on, brother. And- drive on. And then uh, any last things you want to tell uh, the folks out there about starting a business and, uh, you know, any advice you got for them? Absolutely. Like I said, the one thing that we do here at Vets for Biz is that we're here to help veterans own businesses and spouses of veterans own businesses to help them generate revenue any way that we can. Now, of course, we're going to do that through marketing because marketing is the next you know best driver of revenue so that's what we, we got to get your brand out there we got to get you seen but also I said 22 years of experience in the financial field now you want to talk about a culture shock going from being an fo going into business banking yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was a real transition let me tell you <laughs> so, <laughs> so taking, oh, I, you know, know. taking advantage <laughs> Take advantage of the uh, of the experience that I had, like I said, when it comes to, you know, uh, startup capital financing, SBA financing, you know, how to structure debt. A lot of a lot of these business owners have lines of credit on their brain, but they don't really understand that you don't put equipment on a line of credit. It needs to revolve. And, you know, that's things that we can go over. You know, I work with Jessica Rosa. You know, she's uh, she's part of Vets for Biz, but she's like the social media guru. She can get into your company. And, you know, do things for you, you know, but it's at a separate fee. But you know, take advantage of the different tools that we have, and we're gonna we're bringing people on board all the time that are you know, that are in retirement services or payroll. I can you know, like so we're gonna provide all these different services. We will be a one stop consulting shop, you know, before it's all over. So when you're a member, when you're part of the unit, okay, of Bets for Biz, we're gonna be able to provide all these different services for you. But at, at right now, take advantage of these services now for three hundred and sixty dollars a year. One customer can 100%, you know, ROI, return on your investment. Yeah, that's perfect, man. Yeah, and and thanks for for mentioning that up too. And then also, um, you know, I want to say thank you to Jessica. She's a good friend of the show as well. She's the one who hooked us up um, and made the connection. So that's, you know, shout out to her. Hey, brother, I want to say thank you for coming on the show and sharing your information. I know we'll have you again uh, at some point, uh, this ain't the last time. Hopefully, next time you come out to our awesome uh, 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 studio that we got set up. <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm I'm ready anytime, man. I've got uh, one last question for you, brother. What's the sound of artillery? Boom, boom, baby. There you go, man. Thanks for taking us out. All right. All right. Well, I just want to say uh, that was an awesome interview. Yeah, um, a lot of good information there. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Again, that is Vets for Biz. I know we'll have him on later on again because people are going to have questions. Once again, you know, I apologize. The quality wasn't the greatest, but his information was, was pretty good. So, um, yeah, And if you, if you want any more of that information, check out the Fallen 360 page on Facebook. We will put links on how to get a hold of him and access his services and his expertise if you're looking to uh, get into business for yourself. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy, seeing veterans help other veterans. Um, Obviously, you heard Chris is a a veteran himself. He's got other veterans that are working with him and for him. Um, That's the kind of shit we do, man. We stick up up for each other. We help each other out. So if you're 
trying to start a business, um, just remember that there's other people around. Don't be too proud not to ask for help. Exactly. And the point of this show is always to help, to serve, take care of our brothers and sisters and do so from a position of strength and positivity. And Chris is a good example of that. You know, a lot of other websites and media like to focus on the problems of the veteran community. But here's an example of some of the things that differentiate us from our civilian counterparts and make us special. Um, anybody looking out there to start a business, let's, you know, since we talked about Chris a little, just know that there are some really amazing resources out there. And you don't have to be, you know, this amazing business person or even have a, a extensive background in business or go to college or things like that. You have the basic set of skills already, but you do have to be honest with yourself. And, you know, you got to know that it's not going to be easy. Nothing good is ever easy. And you, if you're going to get into this line of work and start your own company and be independent, you're going to have to really be honest and you're going to have to have a good background to start. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to get out and wing it, you know? Yeah. And you know what? If you do that, if you do just wing it and get in there, um, there are resources that can help you continue on, right? If you kind of get lost halfway through the process, because I think one of the biggest hurdles people don't realize is the paperwork, the paperwork, the um, um, just getting the licenses, depending on the, the, the type of work you're doing. For example, uh, me and my wife, you know, if people don't know, we own a, our own uh, business, our food truck. So there's a lot of paperwork that goes with that a lot of different licenses. you got licensing you got legal you will have insurance needs what happens if you mess up a job and someone sues you there's all these different complications just besides doing the business you could say some hey i'm going to be very simple and i just want to do i just want to paint houses or i just want to do some simple landscape work it still takes all that other uh, you're going to need a, you're going to need a lawyer at some point to make sure that your company is set up properly and you know, the thing about veterans is because you're veteran status, there's a lot of resources available to you from the federal government. If you're even thinking about starting a business, the very first thing you need to do is go to the Small Business Association website. It's, um, it's www.sba.gov, and you can look on there and you can find all the different veteran business opportunities and resources available. I mean, there's things like programs like Boots to Business that are on there. There are specific programs for women veterans, service-disabled veterans. Yep. There are people on there that will help you write up your business plan. Here in Arizona, yeah, actually, that's a great point. Like I said earlier, some people quit when they find out that they have to apply for all these things. They have to pay for all these different licenses and paperwork and uh, applications, but small business or SBA as we, as we call it because uh, we love our acronyms right um, they can help you with all that stuff they can help prepare work for you they can help uh, guide you through some of that processes give you links give you shortcuts um, they can give you uh, like you said this uh, boots to business I've actually been to that class uh, my wife has actually done uh, a presentation for their female veteran entrepreneurs things like that so they're always open to not only teaching you and, uh, and you know bringing you on to those classes and all that stuff doing one-on-one uh, but also bringing you to share your story as well so that other veterans and people uh, that are in your shoes or you know where you were when you were starting you know can also learn uh, about how to get started and things like that you know so, and getting started costs money there are programs through the SBA where you can get grants and funding to help start your business you know and what you're gonna realize really quickly talking about funding is that you're gonna have to have a business plan now, I don't know about you, but the first time I ever was approached when I was trying to start my own business and someone at the bank said, well, I need a business plan. I was like, okay, well, all right, I'll, I'll get one. I'll get one and I'll get back to you, right? <laughs> Would you break out your crayons and your so, notebook and start you know, some shit up? What I did was actually, and here's again, we're going to kind of get back into those soft skills we learned in the Army. My first business plan was a five-paragraph op order. And for those of you that's ever had to write a five-paragraph op order, then you know what I'm talking about. You know, your first is what's the situation? Just translate it into your business. What's your business? What's your enemy forces? You know, your enemy forces, in this case, in a business world, may be um, obstacles to your business being successful. You know, friendly forces. You know, you know those what? Those might uh, be partners, funding, things like that. You probably didn't know this at the time, and I don't know if you know this now, but SBA, they got a little... Uh, 
business plan uh, paperwork you can fill out. It literally guides you. It asks you all these questions. You answer the questions, and then when you put it all together, boom, a business plan. Yeah, that had been good 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, that exists. And <laughs> I, know I, you mentioned, I know you mentioned the website, but we're going to put all that information on the Fallen 360 Facebook page. We're going to put it out there. Anywhere our fall our uh, Fallen 360 podcast is, is, is um, um, anywhere it's blasted all over, um, we will put those links attached to it as well. You know, and, we'll go ahead um, and throw up that op order on there for you too, just so if you do take the time to look at a business plan and compare it, you'll see the similarities. All right. So here in Arizona... There's also a guy I have to give a shout out to, Jim Pipper. He works for SBA, Small Business um, Association, and he is the one who does the boots for uh, boots to business. Um, he's an awesome dude. He's an old guy, but he's out there in the community. He's all over the state of Arizona. I'm sure other states have guys like him, and um, he will literally sit down with you one on one, give you that paperwork, help you uh, create your op order, if you will, or your business plan. Um, so I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of great opportunities. That's just one right there. We talked about Chris's company, um, and there's a ton more. There really is. And honestly, if you guys hit us up on the Fallen 360 Facebook page, post your stuff up there too, man. That's how we heard about uh, Chris. Uh, someone said, hey, man, this guy knows uh, what he's doing on businesses and things like that. He's got a great company. He's helping out veterans. Why don't you give him a call? So if you got your own thing going on, let us know, man. If you're out helping out veterans, things like that, let us know. Because we want to know what's out there as well besides the things that, that uh, we've been talking about today. Yeah, and we always say this on the page, but if you're listening now, if there's something you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah, and you by know. the way, uh, I'm sorry if you can hear me crunching on this ice, but that's just because we got these amazing fucking mics that are picking up every little sound. It's so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Anyway, it, I think it's that time. Is it that time yet? I think so, man. I mean, you got anything else for uh, this topic about, you know, entrepreneurship? We could honestly talk about this forever. We could probably do 10 shows on it and we wouldn't cover all the topics, all the things. And we will have some entrepreneurs on here. We will have tell some me, people on here. Tell me, or not me, tell our audience one final thought you have on being an entrepreneur and what they need to really focus on when they're first starting off. Be honest and don't have any false expectations of it being easy. It's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. And two, go to the SBA and take advantage of these resources. Start off organized. That way you don't have to start over. If you start organized, you'll limit the amount of times you got to start this process over. That's perfect, man. I'll just add to this, man. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Utilize those resources out there like SBA, Chris, um, and any other organizations that are um, offering help to veterans. So. And if you know a veteran business owner, like Mario said, contact them. Ask them what they did. A lot of times entrepreneurs have that entrepreneur spirit, and one of the things that comes along with that is they like to share. They like to tell people their story. That is true. And now I want you to share Sergeant's time. So why don't we get started on that? <clears throat> yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. Looks like we got ourselves a genius here. What are you, some kind of rocket surgeon? Tasks, conditions, and standards. Your other left. We're going to go over FM 6-22. Hey, high speed. You're going to learn today. Sergeant's time. Well, welcome to Sergeant's time. Gather around and listen up. So, last week's episode was, I'd say, pretty successful. I got a lot of good feedback about yeah, our friend the F-word. Fuck yeah, you did. So for those of you who missed it, I would encourage you, go back. It, it's life-changing. It will help you in all arenas of your life, not you just the business world. It was fucking informative, too. Well, I like to inform. So yeah. since we're talking about being informed and we were talking about some entrepreneurship and we talked about not being that guy, let's just fast forward a little bit. Let's pretend now that everything's going well. Your transition is going good. Uh, you're doing well at work. So good, in fact, that uh, you're you've invited to speak about your success. Oh, someone wants to wants you to speak about you, maybe the company, um, an achievement or something. Matter of fact, this is even good if you get picked to be the best man. Imagine that. Come home from deployment and all of a sudden they say, "Hey, you're the best man. You got to give this 
this best man speech. And you can't say fuck. Well, you gotta be polite. Yeah, you, you gotta know you gotta your audience. Proper. So you I come up with uh, with ten notes for you today. So get out your notebooks, get ready to write. All right, let's hear about this stuff. You All know, right, so, you know. By the way, before you get started, uh, isn't public speaking like the number one fear? You know it is, and also if you're good at it. It really stands out as a marketable skill. It puts you apart from everybody else. So that is. A and great one thing point. about public speaking too is that there's a lot of free clubs, a lot of free classes. They have Toastmaster clubs where you can go. I was going to say, practice. what kind of clubs? You just go and talk, like. Yeah, look it up. It's called the Toastmasters oh, Club, okay. and they're usually there. There's a branch in every city, every town, whatever. I thought you're talking like a hip hop club or something. No, so, no, yeah. Mario, focus, focus. So. Here's some tips that I came up with. Take over the DJ booth about giving a speech. All right. First tip is be prepared. Okay. If you if you get notice of a week or two and they say, hey, why don't you come speak? Brainstorm. Take notes. Write ideas, thoughts down. Write down stories that you may may or may that may be appropriate that you can use. Whatever the situation is, whatever you do, be prepared. And if you have to get a big dry erase board and and write it all out, then write it all out. Sometimes. I like to brainstorm that way. Sometimes I like to just call Mario and say, hey, man, just bounce these ideas off you about some training that we're doing and some pre- and some speaking that I have to do. The next thing I want to talk to you about is very so important. Find yourself a buddy. No. Stage two, right? Be sober. Okay? So That is a very important note, and thank you for sharing that because I, uh, I was actually thinking about that, and I was doing the opposite. I was going to say yeah, take no a shot. One- Relax a little, wouldn't you say? You know, one, no? I would say one maybe, but not right before you go up. Why yes. don't you do it maybe 30 minutes before? But you want to be disciplined and you want to put off your your drink until afterwards because I'll tell all you right, what, when, all right, all right, when I've had a few, I, I can say some stuff and in my mind it sounds great. <laughs> but guess what? Everybody else just looks at you like a drunk. So, so be of sound mind. Stay sober. Keep your wits about you. All right. And you know what a great way to open up any speech is with a thank you. Thank the people that are having you there. If it's an award, you know, thank the people that helped you win the award. If you're being asked to share your story, then thank the crowd for listening. But a, gr- a good, solid thank you is a great way to open up. You know, we were, um, we were recently awarded some awards here on our podcast, believe it or not. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we actually got an award from my that's, daughter. That's news to me. For her, for her favorite podcast, it's she. She gave us that award. It's a very, very distinguished award. You let her listen to the podcast? No, um, oh. she's a lot smarter than me. She hacked me. She knows how to do it. So <laughs> these fifth graders. But anyway, yeah, favorite podcast. We which got that one, award. Which one of the the two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thanked her. There so you go. I gave a speech and accepted my award, and I thanked her. So hey, sometimes those speeches. With the closest friends, you think because you know somebody, um, people don't do what you've been saying is prepare and things like that. But um, those could be the most uh, um, hectic and the yeah. most. Yeah, uh, you know. As I continue along in my list, we will get to that. Oh, you're you got you've, you're prepared. Yes. Okay. So we've opened with a thank you. Now you know what a great way to a new a good move is. Tell a story that connects with the audience or the situation. You know, if you are at work. And you have so don't talk about the time you banged a, a, a hooker. No, in that Guadis. would not be. And that's step five. Avoid controversial topics. Do not embarrass somebody it's for the funny. sake of a joke. Well, it is funny. But if we're trying to give a professional speech in a setting where we want to maintain our good image, you know, we're going to avoid things like that. I mean, you wouldn't talk about banging hookers in Juarez if you were given the best man and you were given a speech, would you? That'd probably not go over well with the bride now, would it? Depends on which mom and dad in the friends. crowd. They may not want to hear that. Well, or what if you're well, like you just said, um, what if your your fifth grade daughter's in there and all of a sudden I'm up there telling her about your exploits? What do you think Morris. her mom is? <laughs> Crystal, are you listening? <laughs> Wait a minute, she is the. Just kidding. Love you, Crystal. All right, that brings us to the next step: avoid inside jokes. She's just an Apache. Don't joke. alienate your crowd. Okay, those jokes are funny. Keep them with the crew. Keep them in a private setting, Keep right? Keep them within the podcast. And then this next step is something that I know I struggle with, and I know definitely Mario does, is keep it short. Don't ramble. 
Oh, I don't have a, a hard time with keeping it short. It no, you that way. you should hear this guy tell us. It takes him fifteen minutes to tell me he went to the grocery store, but it's a great story. It's a great story, though. Very entertaining. See, I don't know if I agree with that. I no. think if it's a great story, we're talking about a professional setting or a public setting. Maybe you know, if it's me and you, and we're sipping whiskey and smoking cigars and whatever, ramble on. Which leads us to step eight. End with a quote. Yeah. Anybody ever do that? I mean, I like to end with quotes sometimes just to make it sound like I'm edging. I've done it because I saw it in a movie once, but. Yeah, you get a good quote on your email. You know, why not put it on a, a speech? That's a good way to Kill end. them all and let God sort them out. Is that a good one? Yes. Depending or, on the. And in closing, make the green grass grow. You know, something <laughs> like that. My drill sergeant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, another good tip in a toast is a in a speech is to actually raise a toast. Now I know what you're saying, Abe. Hey, I thought we're being professional. Doesn't have to be alcohol. You could be at that luncheon banquet for a community service award presenting whatever. You could be giving a commencement speech for college students. Raise a glass and propose a toast. A good toast that has been well thought out can really win a crowd over. And really show that you've taken the time to actually know your audience and who you're speaking to. And then the last one, this one again, kind of ties into that guy. Be yourself. Use a natural voice. If you don't use big words in your normal everyday speaking, then don't try to use them when you're giving a speech. If you don't move your hands a certain way or dress a certain way, then don't do that when you're giving your speech. Now, you want to look professional, right? But if you show up in a top hat and you show up in a three-piece tuxedo to a uh, luncheon, then you're going to stand out. Yeah, that's actually, that sounds fucking amazing. Doesn't it, though? But you want to use... I want to wear a top hat. You right want to you want to be yourself. Talk so, how you talk. Let me, let me give you an example of a toast, and you tell me if this is okay. All right. All right, so I am at a luncheon. My uh, directors are there. So this is a work luncheon. Work luncheon. Uh, we're, you know, getting a... An award for helping out the community, blah, 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 whatever. And they've chosen me to get up there and uh, do a little uh, acceptance speech and a little toast. And I do all your steps. I follow all that stuff you said. Dress appropriately. Say the appropriate things and uh, know your audience. And at the end, I finish it off with this amazing toast. To honor. If you can't stay in her, stay on her. If you can't come in her, come on her. To honor. Would that be accepting? In this scenario, sometimes take your time. It, sometimes it's like I, well, I no, think, take your time. I, I think we got this new equipment, and he can't hear shit that I say. Don't say no yet. Don't say no yet. Think about it. Get back to me. In fact, let's talk about it on episode four. You know what? I think the next Sleep episode is going to be Sleep on it. Uh, me too. We're, we're going to have to cover some me too with you, Harvey Weinstein. Hashtag me too. Hashtag Mario Weinstein. No, 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 no. You the, the war is lady is, killer. The difference is that I'm hot and sexy, and you enjoy it. So there's nothing to argue. Anyways, finish up, man. You know anyway, some good stuff. In I closing, joke, I joke, but like I said, know your audience, be yourself, do your homework. If you haven't realized yet, that's kind of a theme on this show. Do your homework, do your research, know who you're talking to. If you're not a good public speaker, go take a class. If you know someone who is a good public speaker, ask them for advice. These are all things that will make you successful, whether you're presenting at the company luncheon and accepting a word for <laughs> the most sales in the third quarter. Or you're home on leave and your friend says, hey, man, I'm getting married. I want you to be my best man and give a toast. Or, or if you are a dictator and you're taking over a, a country and you're really trying to captivate that audience, right? Yes. Start off by shooting about 10 of the, the, the leaders that were there before. Scare the shit out of anyway, everybody. This episode's going Take off the over. rails. Thanks again for no. tuning in. That is. I got to cut this dude off. Know your audience, right? <laughs> that, that, you know, just for example. Am I wrong? Am I too far gone? I, I, I just think that maybe you're uh, not getting the point here. But if anybody would like any more <laughs> ideas, tips about being a, an effective speaker, take a look at our website. We'll put some links up for local areas here and then some national programs. I joke, but Abe makes a great point. So do what he says. Follow that. Uh, separate yourself from everybody else. Be a great speaker. Uh, know um, how to... Um, uh, communicate, and that will get you a long way. Uh, even when you are uh, an entrepreneur, uh, there are plenty of times when you can get out there and communicate your business and uh, share that information. 
Uh, and following those steps that Abe's talked about uh, work perfectly when you're out and about as well. And one more thing I'll add to that is have yourself a little elevator speech, right? A quick little five to 10 second uh, deal describing what you do and what your business is about and, uh, and sell yourself. Not like a hooker, just, you know, you know what I'm talking about, sell yourself. So, so Abe, anything marketing. else, man? Be yourself. All right, then. For Abe McCann, I'm Mario Aguirre. We are out.